If you're like me, you probably have a closet full of local band merch. And whether you know it or not, a lot of that band merch is probably made by Divine Shirt Company right here in Winnipeg. Divine Shirt Company has made all of the Great Witch Police merch from our hoodies to our toques to our t-shirts. And if you're looking to get anything done, like screen printing, embroidery, graphic design, digital printing, go to see Divine Shirt Company at divineshirtcompany.ca and tell them which police radio sent you. You've heard them on this podcast, now see them live. Our pals and local metal band Book of Ghosts are performing on Saturday, April 29th at the Bulldog Event Center. Also on the bill are Votov and Evil Peace, Doors at 8, Bands at 9, $10 tickets to this all-ages show. Again, that's Book of Ghosts on Saturday, April 29th at the Bulldog Event Center, 1364 Main Street. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Welcome to Wish Police Radio. One of the things that I, I kind of noticed over the years of doing this, this podcast is that not only do I have uh, people on sort of multiple times talking about one project, but because of the way the Winnipeg music scene is and how incestuous it is and how everyone's in each other's projects and, and sort of, uh, you know, works through all the different bands in the scene, it's not unusual to have a guest on talking about something different even a couple of years after talking about uh, a, a different band. So uh, the, the guest on this episode is someone who definitely fits that category. Um, I think the best way to start this off is if you want to introduce yourself and just give a bit of background about what it is you do as an artist, and then we can sort of get into it from there. Absolutely. What a great description for the Winnipeg music scene. Man, that explains it perfectly. Um, I am Chelliot Ocean today. I, uh, I currently play in... About three bands, maybe four. That was my next um, question, actually, is how many bands are you in? But yeah, I'll, I'll keep going here. Right now, three. I play in my project called Fold Paper. Uh, recently started up, have one single out, and just started, I'd say, this year, yeah. And uh, I play in another band called Julian's Daughter, and we, you know, obviously did an interview with you a few years ago, yep. which was great. And I currently play in Jay Wood as well with my uh, homie Jeremy Haywood-Smith and been in that band for about two years now, maybe a year and a half. And you've and... done some crazy touring with that band too. I mean, uh, like, like I've, I've had Jeremy on a few times over the years on this show as well. And uh, I mean, he's always doing super cool stuff. And it's, it's, it's really interesting to see sort of all of the band members <laughs> are all in other bands too, right? So when I started to see you showing up on his social media, I was like, oh, okay, I know who that is. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, exa- exactly done some insane touring and like you said it's such an incestuous uh you know group of musicians in 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 winnipeg and uh yeah jeremy asked me to play a couple years ago and at that time we were already friends you know i i had played um i was in another band way back when called arenas who uh they've migrated to toronto now so shout out to arenas um and we opened for jay wood arenas opened for jay wood for uh, i think a Jeremy did an EP release back then. Okay. And, um, you know, by that time, Jeremy and I were starting to become friends and I was starting to become more integrated into the uh, Winnipeg music scene. And I just came from the States. I don't know if you know this, but I, I'm from, I came from Michigan, uh, 2016. 
and uh, you know started to build build the relationships up here in Winnipeg with the music scene. And Jeremy was one of them, so he asked me to hop on. I was like, of course, all yeah. the places they were going. I was like, absolutely, I'm coming. So you know, it was a it was not it was a, it was an easy answer. Yeah, that was an easy yes. That's very cool. And, uh, you know, I, I do want to get into fold paper because that's kind of what we're going to talk about, I think, for the most part today. But the, yeah. the, what you just said about being from Michigan, I'm always curious what Winnipeg's music scene, because I, I've been here, you know, I've been in Manitoba for 40 years my whole life. And like, you know, I, I've, I, I have this view on what the music scene is that I think is maybe a little skewed because I'm so kind of uh, invested in it as, as a, like a collector and nerd and everything else. What yeah. was your impression of the music scene here when you first came here? Man, um, when I first came here, or when you first, I, I guess, became you know aware of what was going on here as far as music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The my first thought was just that it was so accepting. It was so accepting. Um, uh, I think I, I'm not sure who we did, who Arenas did our first show with, but um, it definitely had something to do with real love. I'm pretty sure you know the real love guys were a part of it, but. Um, that's where I had my first experience with the music scene and it was just so easily accepting and I I was able to get right into it. I didn't have to, you know, work too hard to be like, hey, I really, we would really like to play a show. Can we do that? And they're like, absolutely. And like I said, we set that show up with Jeremy, yeah. uh, played a ton, a ton of other shows with, with Real Love and uh, bands in Real Love. Um, sorry, bands that work closely with Real Love and... Um, uh, yeah, like I, I was just so shocked at how um, accepting it was. And that, that was my first real experience with like a, an actual community of uh, musicians. Um, so it was a really nice one to come into. You know, it's good to hear. And I, the reason I wonder that always is because like, like, you know, like we talked about at the beginning, it is, it's incestuous. Everyone has been in each other's bands for the past, you know, decade or so. And you switch bands and it's all the same people kind of going back and forth. And I'm always curious what it's like for, for a newcomer to sort of come in yeah. and, and just get in, involved in that, that gene pool, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a great experience. And I think I, I, I did kind of help myself a little bit cause I'm, um, I'm a huge people person. I love people, love striking up conversations, conversations with anyone, uh, especially when I'm at a venue, you know what I'm saying? So uh, I feel like there's always a connection to be made. So uh, I'm always trying to do that. Uh, so I, I think that having that, um, you know, aspect of things would really, really help. But uh, all the same, it was still so like, you know, boom, you're in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, that's the impression that I've had of it too. But again, I've been, I, I feel like I'm too close to it to, to sort of yeah. know if that happens to everyone. Right. So that, that's cool. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. So, Fold Paper, it's, it's, I guess, your newest project of the projects that you have on the go. How, how did this get started? <laughs> and you said it's only a year old. So this is kind of right in pandemic is sort of still going on. And you're exactly. in like 16 other bands. How did you get this uh, get this going? Exactly, man. Fold Paper. Uh, so Fold Paper, uh, as much as like it's only been a year of like playing shows, um, it's been like two or three years in the making. Like... Um, and I'm, when I say in the making, I mean like the music has been, you know, been there for so long, even, you know, for the past f three, four years. Um, so full paper is just that embodiment of me putting all of this music into one place and, you know, wanting to perform it so badly that, um, you know, obviously that I brought a band together and we started playing shows. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, full paper started, uh, I, I say... I don't, what was our, yeah, our first show was um, with uh, Real Love. We opened for Blessed from uh, Vancouver, BC, or I don't know if it's Vancouver, but it's BC. 
and then Stuck, who's another post-punk band um, from uh, Chicago. Oh, cool. So that was our first gig, and it, it was such an amazing gig because I had listened to Blessed for years. They were actually one of the first few bands I saw in Winnipeg, hmm. Blessed was. And then uh, Stuck, I'd listened to them for the past, I think, two years, maybe a year. Um, so, you know, when, uh, Adam Solway and Gil offered me that gig, I was like, are you kidding me? Like a hundred percent. Um, yeah, you know, like I said, full papers, just, uh, the embodiment of all this music that I've written that I'd, you know, put together on in garage band, uh, and wanting to, and I'm like, you know, it's time. I want to share this music with folks. Um, even if I, I can't record everything. And even if all I can do is these demos from GarageBand, I still want to be able to perform, yeah. you know? But yeah, that's where, that's where Full Paper came from. It's just, you know, so many years of like writing and so many years of being influenced by all these bands, like Blessed, Stuck, um, Palm, uh, Women, a uh, huge, amazing band called Unschooling from France. You know, so many influences. Um, yeah, and here we are. Was this sort of a way too, to, to, to get like to give yourself an opportunity to play that kind of music? Cause it's different from the other bands you're in, obviously. Right. I mean that, that post-punk thing is not necessarily there in, in the other projects you have going on. Exactly. You hit it right on the head, man. Like every time, like I would play in these bands, I, I, and I, I love, obviously I love Julian Zaro. I love Jay Wood. I love, you know, all the other bands I played in, but yeah, like full paper was just like you said, an opportunity for me to get out that, you know, edgy post-punk stuff that's been, you know, riling up inside me. And um, I, I had to grasp that opportunity. And yeah, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, that was, you know, pretty straightforward.
what's the appeal of that stuff to you? Like, what is it about that kind of music that, that hits you and, and inspires you? Oh my gosh, man, where do I start? Um, there's, so the first thing I can say about that is that there's so many angles to post-punk that you can take that, um, you know, you can do whatever and call it post-punk and people will be like, yep, that's post-punk, let's take it. Yeah, it's um, loosely defined, right? It's hard, it's hard to pin down sort of what post-punk is, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And that's really, really what I love about it. And uh, I mentioned all these bands from before, and when you listen to these bands, there's they're so different, um, so different in their own ways, but then they fall under that umbrella of post-punk. And um, that being said, you know, some of these bands are like, yeah, you know, we're post-punk, but then you can also call us indie rock, you can also call us math rock. But, you know, they will still, um, you know, uh, latch onto that label as post-punk. And, yeah, it's just such a, like, a free-moving genre and, like like you said, super loosely defined. And that's really what I, the first thing that I loved about it. And then just being able to be like, okay, it, it came so, like, when, when I wrote music, it came so easily, you know, to, 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 to write stuff like that and be like, yeah, I think this would be called post-punk so that was another reason um that's another reason i really fell in love with the genre is just i uh had a natural inkling to be able to write stuff like that write like edgy stuff right syncopated yeah uh in a syncopated way and um another thing i love about it is the fact that you don't have to sing uh too much at all and uh you can only say that about a few genres but uh post-punk is one of them man i i talk my way through these songs and it's such a good feeling because i uh, as much as I love to sing, I don't have a great singing voice. But um, yeah, just say what you want to say, any way you want to yell it, scream it, yeah. whisper it, and it, it, it flows so well with it. Right, there's not a, a, yeah. a tight guideline of, of how you're supposed to do vocals. It, it, it's, it's, it's as open-ended as the genre is. Exactly, exactly. One of the things that I, over the course of doing the show, I tend to like over certain time periods get stuck on certain questions that I, I become obsessed with and keep asking people. And I have one now that I've been kind of bothering people with for the past few months. And it really is kind of related to what we were talking about, about, about sort of that open-endedness of the genre. And it really, it's like, I have this theory that may or may not be true, but uh, the way that music is consumed nowadays, right? I mean, most people are streaming. Uh, most people have access to just like the entire world's history of music at a, at a click of a button. Do you think that that availability of everything all at once without kind of having it contextualized, do you think that makes it easier for people to get into genres that maybe wouldn't have been put in front of them in the first place? Just just the idea that there's no timeline. Music is just all in one big bin and you can just grab from it. Whereas, you know, when I was growing up, it was very much, you go to the record store, you look in the right section, you want to buy punk LPs, you go to the, you know, punk tapes, you go you go to the punk section and then you go over to the, you know, the country section if you're a country fan. But there was, it wasn't just all presented on a platter, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And I, I think you have it exactly right. Having all that music and all this content and, um, you know, all this information available does make it super easy for me, people to be able to latch on. And and uh, when you said that, the first thing I thought about was uh, TikTok. Yeah. And I, you know, I know a lot of people might not be able to relate, but I, I'm on TikTok all the time and a lot of, you know, people are. And I've heard of like so many bands and so many like artists who have had this like rejuvenation just because all of this stuff is so available to you. And kids like teenagers will latch onto bands like 
uh, oh, what's what's I can't remember this band. Uh, Fleetwood Mac. Okay. Fleet, freaking Fleetwood Mac. One of their songs got, got, got huge on TikTok. Um, uh, um, there's a band that uh, my our second show, Full Paper's second show, we opened for for Holy Fuck. Yeah, yeah. And they've been around for so long, and they also just had this like re up on TikTok of one of their songs going crazy because it was put on um um there's a there's a animated show, uh, and it, you know that show went crazy on TikTok and this song was behind it and people slashed onto that song so like yeah you're you're exactly right people have all this music available to them so like um i, I keep saying kids and i by kids i mean like young folks totally you know, i know what you mean yeah 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 they're able to to you know latch onto older things um older bands older uh genres who um that may have like i don't want to say died but maybe not as popular but then they give it that rejuvenation they give it that re-up yeah. And um, same, same, same for like, you know, older folk and, you know, new age music. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, it, it works all, all the same way. So you're exactly right. Having all that information just makes it easy to, to, to um, you know, to latch on to different genres. Well, yeah. And the reason I thought about it with you too and talking about post-punk is that post-punk, I mean, officially, I guess, technically post-punk is this genre that lasted for a relatively short amount of time, you know, uh, in uh, what the, the early eighties and yeah. then kind of, you know, mainstream popular movie music moved on to something different and, and something different and something different. But now post-punk like everything else is just kind of eternal because it's, it's just there. Right. So it's the idea that you would have been discovered this in, you know, the 2010s or whatever is not that weird anymore. Uh, yeah. Whereas yeah. 10 years ago, it might've seemed like, how did you find that? You know? Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. And, um, uh, that's exactly how I, um, you know, got onto to bands like, you know, Women and Preoccupations and uh, other bands like that. It's just like, it's all available there. And um, as much as like, there's all this mainstream music, you know, people like me who have the love for, for music can do those deep dives and, yeah. you know, find all these bands and stuff. So yeah, exactly right. That's how I, that's how I made my connections cool. with uh, that, that genre. And um, yeah, and I love how you mentioned like, you know, post-punk was, you know, uh, it wasn't that long. It, it happened a blip. for a short There's period a blip of time. On the yeah. Timeline, yeah, exactly. And then um, uh, I think what uh, bands like like mine and bands like, you know, Stuck and Unschooling um, are calling it and it, it's it's got that revivalism. So they're saying post-punk revival. So we're trying to revive it, trying to bring it back, trying to, you know, you know, bring it back to the to the to the forefront of um, music and stuff. We're making it. We're making it cool. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're making it. Making it something that's like easily attainable. Well, I think that's the good thing about the, whenever something is revived like that, because it happens all the time with genres of music, right? And yeah. it definitely kind of gives it because of all these new influences that are inevitably going to come in there, it changes it. So it's not just post punk like it was in 1983. It's exactly. post punk with the past like 40 years of influences added to it, right? Exactly. Exactly. Post punk with a with a with a twist. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're adding that that new age twist to it. And yeah, that, I can't. You know, I always think about it that way. It's like you're making it cool again. You're making it cool to be in a rock band. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Making it a, a normal thing. Um, you know, in an age where like uh, there's so much music that's just, you know, and I'm not saying this is bad or anything. But, like there's an artist on stage just. You know, has a mic, has the backing track, and it's it's all going. 
um, making, and, and that's not to say that, you know, bands, bands went out of, uh, went out of, uh, you know, the mainstream, but I don't know, it's just me. I, I feel like it's making, bringing it more to the surface and making it like, like, yo, you, you play in a band. Oh, cool. Cool. You know? Yeah. Uh, and that's like a normal thing to say these days. Like so maybe yeah, it wasn't I, for a while. Maybe it, maybe it kind of died out for a bit and then now yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's becoming cool again. Yeah. 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 So you have the single out now, and like you said, you have, you have some demos out and everything like that. What's the plan for for releasing a, a larger project? Boy, oh boy. Um, so I, I'm going to be blunt. Sure. Right now, I'm ready to go into the studio. Uh, I have all the material, so many songs. All I'm waiting for is, uh, I'm literally, I've written two grants that I'm waiting on. As soon as I get word from those grants, as soon as they're like, yes, I'm, I'm going to hop right in. Um, so what I want to do is release a couple more singles, um, you know, do a few, uh, few showcases that 
uh, that that are coming coming up. Can't say too much about those, yeah, but no you know, showcases shows and build the hype up a bit more um, before I'm like, okay, ready to make an EP or ready to make an LP or whatever it may be. So just doing, I, I just want to do singles, you know, little by little, and then boom, whenever I'm ready to pull out a big thing, get, in this, get into the studio and do it. Ready to go into the studio now, but just need the, just need the yeah, cash, you know? Fair enough. Yeah, I think a lot of people are in yeah. that situation for sure. Exactly. So, I mean, the good thing about this being a podcast, right, is someone could hear it the day it comes out or they could hear it a year from now. And maybe by then, you, maybe you do have stuff out. What's the best yeah. way to to find out what you're up to online? Uh, first of all, hearing music, but also just, you know, watch your upcoming shows and things like that. Yeah, I'll always, um, right now, it's, it's Instagram. Just everywhere I'm talking about the music, talking about the shows, talking about the release dates, it's going to be on Instagram. Um, that being said... Spotify is up now. It, it's kind of um, new to me to to say that because it just became a thing in the last less than a month ago. Okay. But the Spotify Spotify is up now. If you uh, give full paper follow on on Spotify, they'll let you know when you know stuff's coming out and stuff is is released. But yeah, um, full papers all over social media. We've got Facebook, we've got Twitter, we've got Instagram. We've got Linktree that gives you all these links to all the stuff we've done. We've done, you know, live videos and all these interviews. Yeah, you did um, that so, from the attic uh, session, which was really cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh, I, I'm so glad we did that with uh, with the Argyle guys. It, it's it's helped out so much. I bet, yeah. Um, you know, people that have seen it on the YouTube and they're commenting. They're like, you know, yeah, wow, this band is great. And it, it, I, I feel like that that live video gave like another like if i didn't do that live video it would just be the spotify and me being like on instagram go listen to my song you know what i'm saying but um you know it got about 800 views on on youtube so it gives it that that other um you know way of uh segueing into into the music so i'm, I'm really glad for the argyle studio guys yeah, it makes you, it gives you just a, a nudge up from everyone else who's released an album in the past 25 minutes, you know, <laughs> millions exactly. of Exactly, exactly, exactly. It gives that edge, you know? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 